Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Head Stuff Podcast. I'm here with Shane Langan, who's now laughing at me for the introduction. Um, this is the David Rawl episode, uh, who you'll know from Moon Boy and Song of the Sea, perhaps. Uh, Shane is the humor editor of headstuff.org, and we're just going to talk about some stuff. Hi, Alan. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for thanks for helping me out with this. Uh, thanks for leaving me waiting for forty five minutes outside. I'm oh, so sorry. That's, That's okay. next week's guest's fault. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never figure out who that is. Um, so uh, I suppose we we thought it might be interesting to talk about um, uh, I suppose English sitcoms that are made about Ireland. Yeah. Like Moonboy. Like Moonboy. Yeah. Um, what first of all, I suppose what makes it an English show? It's the production or the channel or. Well, I'd say Moonboy is is an Irish show, and so far as right. it's you know it's um, you know it's at least co-written by an Irish person. It's you know directed by an Irish director. It's got a fully Irish cast set in Ireland, it's about Ireland. So right. yeah, but I mean it's um, obviously it's produced by Sky, and it's right. you know primarily being produced for a British audience. Although Sky um, do take their Irish audience very seriously, I know. So. Um, that sounded like a very reppy thing to say. Did it? Well, I know, <laughs> one of the few things I know about TV. Um, no, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, I think the thing, the thing with Ireland at the moment in the UK is that I don't, you know, I don't, I think whether, whether you like it or not, um, you know, I live in London now and half the time, you know, you walk down Oxford Street or, or whatever and, you know, you, you don't have to walk too far into the air and Irish voice talking. There's obviously a lot of Irish people over there and, um, I kind of feel like to the, your average British person, um, you know, the, the Irish voice is just another regional voice, right. yeah. you know, just as much as a Scottish person or a Welsh person or someone from yeah. Newcastle or Leeds or whatever. So um, we are kind of, as a, as, a, as a race of people, very present in there. You do, know, do you even, think that even Nigel Farage doesn't see us as um, yeah, yeah. as being uh, foreigners? So <laughs> that uh, actually has come up on this podcast before, oh, would it? you okay. believe? Right. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing. But so, yeah, so I mean, there's you know the show's made about families from Newcastle or whatever, yeah. you know, there has been recently and stuff like that. So it's just another. I think as far as British audiences are concerned, it's just a, it's just an extension of that. Right. Okay. Well, it's cool because at the moment we have quite a few. There have been in the last few years. Yeah. Quite a number of um, shows made. You know, by because like it's you know you know we all know about the problems there are in making decent comedies in yeah. Ireland. Yeah, uh, it's not for want of talent. No, that's for sure. Not. Yeah. It's certainly for want of uh, infrastructure or uh, the willingness to um, to incubate proper yeah. uh, proper yeah. ideas. So it's good the right we, person in the right place who can make a decision as well. Well, that would you know or answer an email, whatever. Yeah. that's fine. Yeah, um, that would help. That'd be a good start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's good. So it's, I mean, it's kind of good that we get to sort of. Irish people get can go to the UK and yeah. can get shows made yeah. about Ireland. And they're probably, well, they're definitely higher budget. They're seen by a bigger audience, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. On both counts, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, you were obviously involved in, you are uh, one of the people making the Walches, yeah. uh, who made the Walches with made, Graham Lynham. Made. Made. Well, hopefully something else will happen. You never know. Yeah, you never, never know. know. Um, so, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it was made by BBC. It was, yeah, it was originally commissioned uh, as a pilot by ITV. Right. And uh, although they assured us that they really liked it, yeah. um, they uh, decided that, that it wasn't uh, going to fit into ITV1. So, um, they allowed it sort of to, to move on to BBC. And so, we, uh, yeah, we made three episodes with Graham Lennon, uh, who wrote Father Ted, and... Um, Myself and the group I'm in, Dider Worms, and um, 
yeah, I made three episodes for BBC Four, and very well received internally and critically, yeah. uh, generally speaking. Um, but uh, yeah, no one watched it. It was sort of lost on on, on uh, BBC Four. So they said, let's show it on BBC Two, and a lot more people will watch it. Right. Uh, so they did that in November last time, and more people did watch it, but just not quite enough. Right. Unfortunately. And does do they tell you what what the number you have to hit is or anything like that? Um. Or? No, they're always quite vague on that. Right. I don't. I don't think that would that would ever sort of serve them any purpose to actually tell you a number because yeah, then they would be robbed of the opportunity of saying no if something else came up. <laughs> and they whatever. love that opportunity, don't they? Well, of course, they, you know, it's, it's their prerogative. <laughs> and so, do you feel like I don't? I don't know. What, like from an outsider's perspective, I don't know what it's like. But do you feel like there was enough publicity put into it? Uh, do you um, think? Well, no, not much. Hmm. No, there was a bit of there was very fairly decent amount of publicity around the um the first showing, the BBC Four showing. Um Which so, has a much smaller audience. Which yeah, which wasn't show what wasn't really geared towards that. You know, BBC Four viewers I think probably you know, your core BBC Four viewers, although people will obviously tune into a show if they want to, but generally you kinda need to be aimed at the right audience and yeah. um they you know, they I think like things that are a bit more um, you know, sort of what's the word sort of you know of the time topical that's the word i was looking for topical <laughs> and sort of satirical and stuff like that yeah, those yeah. shows seem to do a lot better on that sort of, think of, it, that kind of... yeah that started out there doing yeah. three episodes as well um so then when we went to bbc2 which is probably a better general sort of audience for our show because it's a bit a bit broader and a bit sillier right um it was kind of viewed as as a repeat which you can understand because yeah. we kind of done a lot of the things you do when you launch a show mm. and you know press screenings and stuff like that so it didn't really get any um sort of um didn't really get any sort of trailing or any sort of publicity which is kind of frustrating because then it kind of said well why did you put it on in the first place to see if it get better numbers if you didn't do that yeah yeah but do you feel like if it had just been put on bbc2 in the first place would have had a much better chance yeah yeah it would have. but sure i mean i'm not you know i'm not uh you know we it was such an incredible opportunity that we had. Absolutely, yeah. So and, and it's opened it. up a lot of doors for us as a group. Right. So you know, stuff we didn't have the opportunity to do before, and um, we have the opportunity to try and do now. Okay. So anything even, you can divulge, anything you can tell us? No, it's just like just general stuff. Like you know, it was like people within the industry liked it, even if yeah. nobody outside of it watched it. Yeah. So you know, it sort of gives you a bit more kudos when you're going to sort of production companies or other broadcasters yeah, with yeah, with yeah, a new yeah. idea where they will actually listen to you as opposed to you know, getting lost in a sort of blur of everyone else who's trying to get on TV. So it yeah. kind of jumps you up the ladder a little bit in right. terms of the opportunities. Well, it's good. And it's obviously well-deserved. I mean, uh, Data Worms have been working for a long, well, what, 10? 10 years. 10 years yeah. in Dublin. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people who know you would have said that you worked very hard and deserved a good, you know. Yeah, okay, I, mean, I know maybe you're not going to want to say. Well, no, but, I mean, we did work hard, of course, but, you know, there's plenty of people on the comedy circuit who've worked yeah. for longer and, and just as hard or harder than us you know what I mean it's, it's not necessarily yeah. it doesn't necessarily work out that way no of course yeah I know yeah um, so I don't know what you think of Mrs. Brown's Boys are you a, a fan of it <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it it's, um, I wouldn't be also wouldn't be one to sort of slag it off or anything okay. like that you I know? would I well would. that's fair that's your prerogative <laughs> you know you can't yeah. um, it's not like it's not for me I don't think and I think one of the things that kind of people often say is like that it's um, people who don't like it one of the things they say is that it's embarrassing to Ireland you know embarrassed yeah. to be sort of Irish seeing this Egypt and stuff like that we, people said that about our show as well 
Right. Um, but I, so I don't really sort of buy into that because that's just an Irish show. It's not like a representation of Ireland, absolutely, or anything like that. It's not like yeah, it's not like when a song goes into the Eurovision Song Contest yeah. where that sort of represents the country, our taste yeah. in music. Well, I, I I suppose I like okay, maybe I'm not embarrassed by the show. That's like you know that is. I don't know, hyperbole, I suppose. Yeah. But I think I probably have said that before, and it's not because <laughs> I'm embarrassed by the show. I think it's because I'm embarrassed by how huge it is. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's huge because it's huge. It's oh, huge well, I know. It's, and it's that's, huge because lots of people watch it, and you can't really argue with that. No, you and, can't. And certainly yeah. when it comes to TV, where there's sort of economies of scale to be worked out, and, yeah. you know, it's massive. And, and talking about talking about working hard for years and years and years, well, I know. Brendan O'Carroll has probably got that market cornered. Yeah, so um, yeah. I do admire him for that. Although I would never, I wouldn't watch. The, I've watched the show, of course, a little bit, you know, because otherwise, how can you talk about it? Yeah. Um, but um, it's not aimed at me. No, and I, I you know, and I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I can. Fair play to him. Great lad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so Moonboy is the other one, and again, I suppose it's coming from a very different. Uh, well, I was going to say it's coming from a very different. Oh, somebody's coming in there. Um, background in that it's Chris O'Dowd's show and he's already this massive celebrity yeah but then uh, I suppose he had the, the backing of Graham Lennon Lennon yeah well he did I mean he obviously um, he was not really that well known he started off in the IT crowd and no and yeah. obviously that was such a massive show obviously another and, Graham Lennon show so yeah exactly yeah and um, and then he went out you know as that sort of as that sort of got bigger and he got sort of more well known and liked he obviously um went off and did other things and was very popular and has used that to sort of get his show off the ground and I yeah. think it's a really fantastic show. Yeah, no, I really, really yeah. like it. I think yeah. it's really, really good. Um, and I, I did binge watch it a bit. Yeah. I had seen, you know, quite a, I had seen a lot of it, but then I rewatched most of it just to, before this interview. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, You're you have, professional, to, you have you know. to do very professional. <laughs> you have to brush up. And instead of doing any real research, I just watched lots and lots of a sitcom. Well, that's good enough. Yeah, um, which you know, it's certainly enjoyable. But yeah, it is. It's a, it's a great show, and it's it's really really funny. It's just got such a great cast. I think you know, it's yeah. obviously really well written. Yeah, and um, you know, it's about a lot of things that you know that Irish people love. It's a, that sort of nostalgia. We're quite a nostalgic, absolutely uh, race of people, I think. And, yeah. Uh, so something like this is just yeah. Oh, it's the same as my family. Yes, that's the same. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people really. That's I mean. That's what everything. That's what anything sort of successful is about. Is that sort of recognition? And yeah. That sort of I can relate to that. And that's probably one of the one of the stronger parts of the uh, the Walsh's, um when people were I suppose talking a lot about it was Carmel was yeah. Philippa yeah. the Irish mammy yeah 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 um, a lot of people could see directly the influence mm. of the Irish mammy. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. People, Irish people, love that. Yeah, you know. Um, and then Moonboy adds kind of some. It's a bit more surreal as well. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, it is surreal. Yeah, and they've obviously got obviously the the whole premise of it is that like Chris O'Dowd's character is a mm. is an imaginary uh, friend. And stuff apparently like written in because he wanted to be in the show. Yeah, <laughs> he was too young to play the dad. Apparently. Oh, oh really? Was that it? Yeah, apparently so. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, um, now that's the whatever did research you I did do. Interview that you've done. No, I think that's probably Wikipedia or something. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, yeah, uh, what, what, what would you say about the the state of uh, the current state of sitcoms around based around the Irish family? Um, it's uh, it's it very very healthy. You're very healthy. Very healthy. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's never sort of you never you know in the last 
well, you know, like in the last three, three have sort of been on in the last year, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, on um, on British television, that's sort of unprecedented. Something to be proud of. I think so. Being part of an Irish family. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, just before we get into the actual uh, interview here, is there anything you can tell us about the Welches that... Is there any possibility that there's another series? Um, I, it's not looking hugely... Um, it's not looking hugely hopeful at the moment, uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, it's all. See, the thing is, it's kind of, it's difficult for a show to, once it's been on to sort of move channels. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's it, the doors closed with the BBC, unfortunately. Um. Um. So you know, there's there could be possibilities with with certain other things. Netflix. But maybe, maybe, maybe. They pick up shows from other stations. Uh, how do they? I know Amazon uh, did with um, Ripper Street. Yeah. Well, I know, like, they obviously did Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a slightly different ballpark, but... Uh, well, the it's park, not, not entirely unprecedented, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. I know. I Like, I mean, I'm not sort of... Uh, I think it, you can get in sort of... Like, we love the show, and that's sort of why we were kind of like... And Graham really loved the show as well. He always said it was one of, the, one of the, his favourite things he's ever done. So he sort of was really disappointed when yeah. it sort of didn't get picked up again, so... I saw his angry tweeting. Yeah, well, you know, that's Graham. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, so, you know, he really wanted to try and make it work. And it, it may still pan out, or it may sort of, you know, but I think as sort of a group and, and, and you know, with himself as well, you kind of have to sort of, in some way, move on a little bit. Yeah. And sort of, um, you know, it's not the be-all and end-all. Well, hopefully, you know, if, if we get to sort of make, if we get to have, you know, if you, if you get to sort of have X many years in a career doing this, you're going to get knocked back. Yeah. As many as there are years in it, so. Yeah. Okay, so um, dropping the watches there. What else is going on with Dider Worms? What are you working on? Um, we're writing a pilot for BBC Radio. Okay. At the moment, we're developing a couple of ideas with production companies that are hopefully going to go into broadcasters soon. Is that TV or radio? TV. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's enough to be getting on with. Anyway. And individual projects as well. Yeah, we're all, we're all keeping busy. Cool. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll hear a lot more from Dido. Hopefully so. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's get let's get into the interview. This is the Head Stuff podcast with David Roll. Welcome to the Head Stuff podcast. Thank you for having me here. Uh, no problem at all. Uh, thank you for having you here. <laughs> we're, we're in your house. Uh, thanks for having us here. Um, no problem. It's a beautiful house in Leitrim. Uh, so it's you've you've two sisters. I have two sis- older sisters. older sisters, right? What's that like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> difficult at times. Yeah, um, especially when we go shopping. Right. Yeah. It's, they don't buy you lots of stuff. It's more that like the stuff that they would get me is just secretly for them. Right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. What I, I, what have they bought you that's that's secretly for them? It's like the Homer Simpson episode of the of the Simpsons where he buys the. The bowling ball named Homer for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like um, shoes, they're like, oh, David, you're a size five. It's like, no, I'm a size six. It's like, oh, uh-huh. I didn't realise that. Well, I'll just, I'll just try them on. So the to see. stripes, oh. what? Um, and the same thing has happened with, with jumpers as well. Right, okay. But, uh, so you've got the same fashion sense. <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> And so would you would you sit in here together and watch shows as as a family or is it yeah, we love do you have to book the room? Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, that's a family yeah, thing. Just absolutely love it. Like literally we've taken it so far as to that 
we, my sister Ashling, loves schedules. So basically, <laughs> on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, okay. we watch Downton Abbey. Oh, and everybody One has to be episode. there to watch it. Yeah, Every, yeah. everyone has. Yeah, to be yeah. There. We make popcorn and everything. Oh right, like, okay. It's really like, and there's tea. Oh, that's cool. It's it's pretty serious though. Yeah, and if you're yeah. not there for Downton. It yeah. has to be paused, and, and you, everyone has to be there before you put it back on. Uh, it's kind of like the Late Late Show every every Monday, you, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> do you watch the Late Late Show as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the same in, in our apartment, actually, my friends. We, we we pick a show and we watch it on the same day each week. And we, have to, we all have to be there or else we can't watch it. Yeah. And would you would you sit and watch Moonboy as well? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of a similar thing every Monday. We just kind of sit down around the fire and... Watch. Actually, every every first episode, I have my friends over, so it's okay. like a tradition now. Cool. And and what's that like? Watching yourself is this comfortable? Oh, it's really weird. Is it's it, really yeah. weird. Like, it, like even sound different, and you think you look different. Yeah. And then you're like, am I always that small? <laughs> uh, oh, it's it's just a really odd experience. But then, like, you kind of get used to it a little bit when you're watching Moonboy. Like, yeah, you're kind of like, oh god, and you're like. Okay, that wasn't. T- oh God, that was awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, you must be getting used to it a bit. A, a little bit, yeah. yeah. But it's still uh, not enjoyable. <laughs> What's the most uh, embarrassing thing you've had to do on it? God, there's. So I mean, you've many. done a lot of embarrassing things. So <laughs> many. I suppose when he had the birds and the bees talk. Oh yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty awkward. Yeah. Um, that was very funny. Oh God! <laughs> and the uncle just comes in. And he's like, I just told him. <laughs> And then are those moments uh, extra cringy when you're watching them with your family? Oh, yeah. Like when you're maybe dancing with Chris O'Dowd or something? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I didn't mind that because that's kind of how my dancing is normally. (laughs) (laughs) You just normally dance all around the house. (laughs) And so what's what's that relationship like, you and and Chris? Is that... Oh, yeah. He's so sound. He's actually a really, really nice down-to-earth person. But he's he's so annoyingly funny. Like yeah. Like I've only yeah. done like a few. Actually, be surprised to have a few interviews I do with them. But like literally, try to keep a straight face. <laughs> like I'd just be there laughing the whole time, and he'd yeah. just be talking and answer the questions, and then I'd try to say something funny, and then everything would just go quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched a few interviews with the two of you, and yeah, he's he is very funny. He does. He comes off as a very kind of cool guy. Yeah. Doesn't like, you know, sometimes you can see the people are like, they're good on camera, or they're good at putting it on. But he just seems like a funny chap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except uh, there's a few uh, Roscommon Leitrim clashes. Oh, I'll right. Uh, he's always saying that, like, he, he's made up these little things that I'm, like, I remember one time, like, he wouldn't say it when I'm there, but when, when I leave, <laughs> then he would say, like, oh, yeah, David's a real pickpocket. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not joking. Like, I've, had, I've lost, uh, you know, wallets, you know, um, lighters, you know, just all these different things. And I just find them on fire. You know, I, I was like, what? This never, this hasn't happened. And then you hear it back from somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's a messer. That's yeah. good. Um, and you're, at this point, you're unsure if there's going to be a season four? Yeah, I mean, there was talk of it because for the last series, like, Chris and Nick, like, they write it. And, yeah. like, that's six episodes. And that, 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 that takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And then uh, then Chris directed the last series yeah. as well. So that was a huge commitment. He's in it. Yeah. You know, he was an executive producer, you know. So it's a lot of, it's a big commitment to to, yeah. to write it and he's just after having his first baby and yeah. I think Nick has another baby on the way and right. it's, um, it's just, it's just a matter of will they write it yeah, uh, and then will we do it because 
we were only contracted to do three series, so if they were going to have a fourth one, we'd have to redo the Re- contract okay. stick right. again. But um, there's still talk of it, and maybe okay. not even a fourth series, but even a movie there's talk of, or okay, cool. special, or just... Would you hold out for a massive paycheck? He's <laughs> like, you guys need me. <laughs> You're in a position of power now. I uh, know. <laughs> They're always saying like, um, like, oh no, David, don't worry. You know, I could still become Moon Girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's semi autobiographical for Chris. Mm. So, how many of these things actually happened to him? Do you know? You'd be surprised. Really? You would be surprised. <laughs> uh, let me think. He was kind of half-bullied. Like, um, uh, I, like he wasn't really... He was kind of... Like, a little bit with the Bonner twins. It was kind of <laughs> half true. I think they did do something to his bike. Oh, right. And uh, he, that whole thing with the wall, that was almost completely true. Really? Like, um, like he, he... I remember he was saying that he, like, broke off a bit, a bit of the wall so he could kind of could have squeezed through and get to school because literally the school was right behind his house oh my god and uh that was funny to shoot because the the actual house we were filming in uh didn't even have a wall and the school uh, we were filming in didn't have a wall and they were completely different sides of wow. so uh that was those scenes were born on top of the wall and they'd always be shooting like head on or at your back right okay so they'd never be doing it from the side <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, like, what's going on um <laughs> Oh, so it was you were shooting in Wicklow, is that what you said? Yeah, in Wicklow oh. mainly, and then uh, maybe a week or two of Boyle every series. Oh, okay, so they were like the town shots or whatever. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. and it was it was quite expensive to go down to Boyle because they had to move an entire an entire cast who live most of them live in Dublin or right. Wicklow or that area, and they had to move all of them down to Boyle and yeah. give them accommodation there. And it was just it was quite expensive, so we always try to keep that quite short. Right, so we had everywhere else in Wicklow. Okay, um, which is brilliant because it's a really yeah. nice county. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. And uh, there's lots of things to do in the evening. Actually, we filmed in Bray, and there must be something in the water at Bray. Because <laughs> literally, like, all the time you hear, like, oh, there's a new Irish talent from Bray. <laughs> Again, it's yeah. like Casey Taylor, yeah. you know, Darrow, Hosier. Hosier. Yeah. I, like, yeah. the list goes on. Yeah. yeah, they do well for themselves. They punch you both their ways. <laughs> um, and then it, when the things that are, I suppose, autobiographical, does he then help you with your scenes? Does he Does he maybe tell you what he was feeling at the time and so you can try and get that or yeah i suppose there's a little bit of that like um yeah. like chris did have a donkey called miley <laughs> really like as in the character from glen row like, he, he used to tell me something like he's like oh, i did have a donkey growing up but he used to run away all the time and i was like all right because <laughs> he, like he doesn't like live on a farm or anything like yeah, yeah. his dad was like a, a sign writer like like oh really the okay show and and I was like, oh, really? You had a dog he kept going missing. And he was like, yeah, because you, you couldn't believe him all the time. But no, that seemed to be true. Wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, but, so he kind of gave you like how he was feeling at the time when he was looking for his dog. He's like, where is that <laughs> Right. Um, okay. So how, tell me, how, how does it happen? Did you, like, do you see a poster that they're looking for actors around your age? or It's something like that. Um uh, in just in the town in Carry there's uh there's a theatre, it's just a small one called the Cornmill Theatre and I go to drama there and uh it's just kind of uh just where we go and we do a few scenes or whatever, we have a play every once in a while. But uh there was just, they were just like, Oh yeah, there's we got this email the other day, you know, does anybody want to go for an audition for a person Moo Boy? And we were kinda of like What's an audition? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, and they're like, all right, you know, just take this with them. And I was like, oh, this actually might be a bit of crack. And uh, so I I went off to it, and 
you know, I just said, you know, it might be a bit of an experience. And yeah, yeah. I went off to it and I did my lines and I actually went for the part of Porrick originally. Oh, really? Um, Martin's friend. And mm. and they were like, oh, would you like to come back to the second audition? And I was like, do you have the wrong, do you have the wrong number? <laughs> you know, I was, I was totally surprised. And then... Like the the second audition, I had to learn a lot of script. I remember, and I was kind of I was really nervous as well going into it because for the first one, I think I had maybe three scenes to learn, whereas this next one I had like seven. Right. So I was kind of going, you know, and it was the next Saturday, I think it was, and I was quite nervous. And then uh, on this on the Saturday, I did all the stuff that I could, and then they said, okay, the third audition, so it's on it's on Monday or something, or it's on. I think it's on the Tuesday or something like that. And so uh, I was really nervous then. So I went over to it and Chris was there and Declan was there. Declan's the director. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh yeah, I directed Father Ted. And I was like, <laughs> And uh, I remember I went in and I had a really bad cold like I do now. And I had a really sore throat and, you know, I was really nervous. And my nose was running and I, was, and I walked in and I remember just feeling it all go away. And I just had so much fun. And uh, and then yeah, that Friday I remember was one of the best days of my life. I got the word that I got the part. Wow! I was just I can imagine. I was just so happy. Um, I was really surprised as well at the same time because just how, just how crazy the whole thing was. Yeah. And did you feel then that it was going to be that was a, like a life changing phone call? Yeah, yeah. You felt that straight away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and were you aware of Chris Adair before that? I yeah I I I don't think I watched. I know, I, I remember watching the IT crowd and loving that. Like, that's one of the funniest things. Obviously, everyone's heard of yeah. like, Father Ted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we call him directly the director, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so it was really, really, really mind-boggling. And then we went to um, the read-through, which is basically where you go around and you kind of sit at a round table and yeah, you basically yeah. just read out your lines. Right. And, you know, kind of seeing all these people and I was sitting beside Chris and I actually I met Ian at the second audition and Ian plays the part of Pork. Right. And I remember, you know, kinda of sitting down and talking to him and he's a really easy going fellow. He was like, Well, I am I'm, I'm Ian and I was like, Oh hi, hi I'm David, you know and he was like, Oh I'm from my own I was like, Oh I'm from Leitrim and then instantly he started going, Oh when was the last time you won the All Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he still digs me about Where did he say he's from? He's from Mayo. Mayo oh right. When was the last time they didn't come second? All <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, right, that's cool. Um, but anyway, I knew when I, we we had to do a few like scenes with with them um, with Ian and another fella, and I just when I saw Ian go up, I just knew he was going to get the part because there was something just so natural about the way he was he was delivering the lines. And, yeah, yeah. You know, there was just something very original about it. You know? Yeah, but, you can tell that with him even in interviews and stuff. Yeah, he seems. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of um, at the time because. Like, both loved, or still do love, um, Drive Wimpy Kid books. And I kind of reminded of... What's that? The Drive Wimpy Kid books. Oh, right, okay, like, yeah, you know, yeah. the Greg yeah, and yeah. his friend Rowley. And, okay. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that, like, his friend is a bit weird, and, right. you know, uh, and the other guy is trying to fit in. It kind of reminded me of Moveboard a little bit. Okay. Like that, and... Uh, and is he is he a pal now, then? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I see there's a picture of the two of you over there in your dicky bows. Very oh fancy. <laughs> is that was that from the an award ceremony? Yeah. The uh, You won that night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was crazy. Like um, the Iftas, and it it was cancelled recently, and it's going it's being oh. brought back now. Um, TV three are doing it because okay. there was a lot of complaints last year about 
should I be meant to do this <laughs> about um, the sound on it? Oh, right. Because um, they kind of, they had microphones at the table and they didn't give you food and there was only drink. Oh, and, um, they didn't give you food. They, well, they gave us food at like, at like 11 o'clock and the thing went oh, on nice. like six hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, and like, and the starter was something like ridiculously fancy. So I was kind of, <laughs> Thank you. And then, um, <laughs> and then when the actual food did come out, I was like, "God, this is so nice." <laughs> but um, actually, that night I was sitting, as in sitting beside Philomena Lee, as in the actual Philomena. Like, oh, really? That was. That was and that did was you know something. who she was? Oh, well, I actually, I hadn't seen the film at the time, but my mum had seen it the other day, and uh, she was going, "Oh yeah, you know, um, Philomena, you know, she was this really great, you know, thing, and uh, Judy Dench was in it, and yeah, Steve yeah. Coogan was in it." Right. And, uh, and she told me the whole story. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of really awestruck at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To her and she was so, so nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And Steve Coogan was also in Mumbai. Yeah, he was there as well, actually. Was he? Yeah, that was kind of a crazy day. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's, um, I suppose, the most famous face that was in that, in Mumbai, like... Mm. Well, maybe now Chris is, but yeah. I suppose because he's, you know, Alan Partridge for so long, yeah. he's so kind of, definitely in the UK, like, you know. Although I have um, to say, Johnny Vegas is probably the funniest person. Johnny Vegas is brilliant, isn't he? Is, um, yeah. like, 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 sorry, Chris, but yeah. Johnny Vegas, <laughs> he's just absolutely, like, just talking to him. And he wouldn't even realise he's joking half the time. It's just the way he says to things, like, he wouldn't even realise he's joking. Yeah, yeah, He'd yeah. just be laughing your socks off. Yeah, he is great, isn't he? Uh, you were were you at the Oscars this year? Uh, I, I was. <laughs> I, still, I still can't believe it. Yeah, it? you actually nearly forgot there. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what 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 is that like? Oh god, oh, god. it was just absolutely mad. Was I, I, beside I, Tom I, Hanks or something, really? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> it, was, it was quite the opposite. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you this story. Uh, so basically. Song of the Sea, which I did a voice for yeah. uh, two, three years ago. This was just oh, it's that long ago. Yeah, this oh, right. was just after we'd done the second series, Moo Boy. Okay. And uh, so it was kind of crazy because all that for Moo Boy series one and Moo Boy series two, and then that were all in the same year. Right. And uh, so anyway, I did that, and it only took about a week recording. Right. And uh, my character, Ben, had quite a large speaking part because his sister, Saoirse, part of the story is she's seven, but she can't actually speak. Right. And uh, and anyway, I read the script and it blew me away. And then I had I, seen uh, The Secret of Kells, mm. which is the, book, the movie they'd done before. And yeah, it it's was, a cartoon saloon. It's car- yeah, the yeah. same company did it. Yeah. And it's just absolutely beautiful um, kind of style. And the style they did... Um, was kind of influenced by the the Book of Kells, yeah. And so they kept that in this one as well, yeah. And even though it's set in like nineteen eighty nine or something, and it's basically about is everything you make set in the early yeah. It always seems like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't get out of that time period. <laughs> you know? Oh God. Uh, anyway, and uh, so basically, it's about uh, Ben and his sister and his sister Saoirse and how they basically live in a lighthouse and the one night and their their mother is uh, is gone a good few years and uh, basically when when she was pregnant with Saoirse then she had the baby and then she disappeared so Ben blames Saoirse for the mother disappearing and his father kind of neglects him a little bit and uh, he like loves Saoirse and he's always um, playing with her and so he gets kind of jealous 
But um, anyway, Saoirse finds this coat and she um, she puts it on and when she goes into the water, she turns into a seal. And that's uh, like from the old folk legends of a selkie, basically. Right. And uh, so anyway, and then so the mother, the grandmother finds um, Saoirse like in the in the sea and then so she she takes her and Ben to her house in Dublin and so basically it's their journey trying to get back home to Donegal and it's a really really beautiful like animation yeah it and looks it, amazing it does a really nice story to it as well yeah yeah and uh, and anyway so it was nominated for an Oscar amazing and, isn't it uh, so was the Secret of Kells so was Secret yeah, of Kells actually they're great they're doing great work um, and uh, neither of them won. But, yeah. <laughs> I know they always pick the big CGI I, it, it know, is, Pixar like, things. Like I did actually, Pixar didn't have any uh, movies out yet this year. But um, yeah. it was Big Hero been, Six, wasn't it? It was Big Hero Six, and the thing was Big Hero Six. Like I saw the movie and it was brilliant and everything. Mm. It was beautifully done and it was very original. Yeah. But then also it was very predictable. Yeah. Like yeah. Like um, I wish they just picked. Just did something a little bit different. Yeah, I it suppose. But like my sister told me once that um the only time that a Disney Pixar DreamWorks didn't win was only once, and it was when like a Japanese film won. I think. Oh, was it Sp- Spirited Away or Hell's Moving Castle or something? That's something like that. Maybe Flyer, Fireflies, the Death of a Fire, or something. It was probably like a Studio Ghibli thing, anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, but um, uh, anyway, so. Uh, so anyway, I went off and they they said, you know, um, we did the Late Late Show together, um, me and then Tom, the director, and then Paul, the producer. And they said, Ash, would you like to come over to L.A. with us? And we were kind of going, what? <laughs> and uh, he was like, Ash, you'll go for a bit of crack. And uh, we were kind of like, and they were like, oh, I've never been before. And we were like, no, <laughs> we have not been to L.A. And they said, all right, sure, you'll come in, in a couple of weeks or whatever. And sure, wow. so we went off, and um, as a surprise, it was only supposed to be me and my mum, and then as a surprise, uh, my mum, because it was my sister's birthday, she bought a, a, a ticket for her, and uh, so we all went off um, to LA, you know, it was, <laughs> like, even now, like, say that it's impossible not to sound like you're bragging, because, like, when you're saying, like, oh, where where, where are you going? It's like, oh, Los Angeles. It's like, oh, where were you in Los Angeles? Oh, California. Where were you in California? Um, Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> At the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just... That's amazing. It was just kind of crazy. And then, um, but anyway, it was better. We spent about five days there in total. And uh, and then I think it was on the second last day we went off. It was just me who got a ticket to the Oscars. Um, like... And uh, then Tom, Paul, and right. their wives, and um, your wife wasn't there. No, she actually couldn't come. Oh right, <laughs> stingy. <laughs> 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 well, one of them. <laughs> I can't remember both of the names. <laughs> um, and we went off, and we went to a few parties and and stuff like that. And we were actually at Flannel Fl- Flanagan's house, and she's actually in the. She's plays the grandmother and the witch. <laughs> so uh, that was. I don't know how they got her when they said, "You know, would you like to be the grandmother and the witch?" Like, <laughs> um, but uh, no, she her house was absolutely like it was just lovely. It was. Yeah. Um, it was like we were in what was it called um, uh, Beverly Hills. Like that was where her house is, and. 
like the, all these mansions on the side on the sides of cliffs and then um, her really nice house and it's just packed with stuff <sighs> and uh, a little like it seemed like almost something out of like a Jane Eyre novel you know like all <laughs> the like every, there's a harpist playing <laughs> there's like actually playing like yeah, actually just, playing like just there all the time <laughs> <laughs> well and there was you know sipping away coke and then there was like these little things falling from the trees and um and it was just, it, it's always, always lovely weather there. Like, right. literally. I think it might have rained. It, it might have turned. In the mornings, it's always quite cloudy. Yeah. But, um, and then in the evenings, like at six o'clock, dark. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Of a sudden, it's very, very weird. Yeah. And I was there one time in August. It's just way too hot. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were kind of, um, it was kind of embarrassing because um, the American lady, she was very nice. Her name was Jamie. And uh, she like drove us around, and she showed she showed us all the sights. We were there, sun cream, sun cream, <laughs> sun cream, sun cream, and she was there going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like it's February. <laughs> we were going, "No, no, no, sun cream, sun cream." <laughs> and it, it was just such an amazing trip, and we got to see all the stars, you know, on the boardwalk and everyone's. Yeah, hands, yeah, yeah. You know, handprints and that's like cool. That. And. Um, but uh, and then we went off to a few other parties, and then one of the coolest parties we went to was the director's symposium for the animation. It's quite it's kind of difficult to explain. It's basically where um, every category, uh, all of the people nominated, basically uh, talk about their film or what they've done, and uh, they basically say you know they basically tell the whole story behind it, and uh, so. We kind of were like, oh, sure, we might as well like pop into that because we'd never heard of it or anything. And then we went in, and it was this big, huge event. And like, it was like, oh, there's the director of Big Hero Six. And <laughs> there's the direct. There's famous Japanese director, you know. <laughs> and uh, oh, how's Stranger Dragon Lads? And, <laughs> uh, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> so you're at the animation party. Okay, and uh, it was really, really insane. And uh, there was all these famous directors up, and uh, so basically, uh, I think we were we were a third up, and Tom, the director, went up and he told the whole story. Like he didn't leave anything out about how uh, Song of the Sea came into existence, and it's quite it's actually quite a nice story. And uh, and anyway, so uh, and then he 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 goes uh, as it's people actually. You'll never guess who we're hosting it, but the directors of none other than Frozen, Whoa. Chris Puck and Jennifer <laughs> Lee were there hosting it. And you were kind of going, what am I doing here? <laughs> I should be at home. Yeah. You deserve to be there as much as anyone else. Oh, well, I don't know about that. But anyway. Wow. And uh, so basically at one stage they go and you know a lot of your your characters are quite young because they would have all seen the movies and they were like you know how was how is that you know um having such young actors in it and uh i was going ah well david you know, david you're down there um <laughs> david was uh was about what, what age were you david and they're like 11 <laughs> and uh and he was like god he was only 11 that's mad <laughs> and uh, what age are you now david i was like <laughs> and uh, he's like, now he's 14. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> and then he started talking about Moo Boy and he started yeah. talking about how they had to wait for me to do the part. Oh, really? And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, was, it was totally and utterly bonkers. Yeah. And, um, but that wasn't even the highlight of the trip. Um, 
you know, we went over to Santa Monica, we went on okay. the roller coasters and that. But then um, the morning before the Oscars and uh, Paul, the producer, he was like, oh, you know, I, I want to get you a ticket, David. You know, is there anything I could do? You're, you know, maybe, because um, I didn't have a ticket at that stage, you know, there was only like maybe, maybe they did six tickets or something in total. Right. And uh, so they were like, all right, maybe, um, maybe I'll maybe I'll send a picture of you looking really sad to them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, and they were like, would you put a would you put a sad face, David? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, he said that off, and he was like, look at this boy, fourteen <laughs> years old, doesn't get to go to the to the mo- to the Oscar that he's nominated for. <laughs> and uh, they were like. Meet us in an hour. Brilliant. And, uh, so he went off, and he he just kind of goes, "Oh, I have to, I have to go." And we were like, "All right, bye, bye, Paul." Because yeah. uh, the breakfast there are like, <laughs> like our equivalent of a ginormous meal. Right. Okay. Um, One of the banquets you might have in this room, for example. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, and uh, I went out for a swim in this lovely pool, and I was wearing my sexy goggles. Oh, nice. Um, well, one of my sex goggles. Right. Um, <laughs> and, one of uh, your array of... <laughs> <laughs> you have a briefcase full of goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bring like bag or anything. I just bought my sex goggles. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, and, uh, and he was like, Hey, David, um, do you want this ticket to go to the Oscars? It has your name on it. And I just found it there. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, you are joking. You are joking. You are joking. And he was like, no, no, no. I just got this here. And I just went in there. And they gave it to me. Wow. And, uh, oh my God. I was uh, in shock. And uh, so anyway, they, we, uh, the next day, we, oh no, actually, I think like, that day I got a tux. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was actually really, really, you'd, you'd be surprised, like, we didn't even bring a tux, like, because yeah. we didn't think we were going at all. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but no, they were just like, oh yeah, just, just one down the road. <laughs> and uh, they just were like, one of the many tux shops. And they were like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was it was totally totally bonkers. Yeah, and so you did the whole thing limo red carpet everything limo red carpet. Wow. You know, they... How did the compare to the iftas? Not as good probably. Did they feed you? They probably didn't feed you. Uh, they act well beforehand. They had like grub and that. It was it was. I'm, I'm sorry from the beginning. So <laughs> went it's a long day, isn't it? It's, it's all <laughs> very long day. They, yeah. they said uh, bring power bars. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I, I was there last year, and you know, you have to bring these power bars. Right. Like, um, they're the best thing ever. I'm sure you have them in Ireland. Nutrigrain. No, no, no. Oh my god, you have to have these power bars because you don't get to eat anything all day. And uh, so I was going, oh yeah, sure, I might as well bring them. And they don't have any like Cadbury's there. They don't have any. Have, oh like, no, Hershey's. Hershey's. Yeah, and it's awful. And like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's all right. And then oh, I hate Hershey's. Weird Kit Kat things and weird uh, Twixes and yeah. Uh, and you know the way you always hear like about obese Americans. It's like, what do they eat yeah. other than McDonald's? You know, <laughs> like there's no chocolate or anything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so no, and uh, uh, oh yeah, we were on our way over, and uh, we had gotten all these bags of power bars. And we were sharing them with everything. I, I kind of got one that kind of looked half chocolatey. Right. Threw it in the side pocket or whatever, and uh, we were off in the limo, and we were taking selfies, and <laughs> I actually couldn't get even get internet, so I had to do all that after the ceremony, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it was absolutely crazy, and then we got to, like, the red carpet, and what they don't tell you is that there's two red carpets, Oh, basically, well... A red and an off red. They're basically, like, there's, they're both red, okay. so it's <laughs> one carpet, but there's a little... Um, 
a little thing, like a little barrier kind of to oh, stop okay. you from going to the other side for all the A-listers. Oh, okay. And uh, so Tom and his wife, Paul and his wife, got to go on the other side. Oh, okay. And uh, it was very weird. And like there was, you know, like there was these big bodyguards like, please keep moving, yeah. keep walking. And we were there like, just five minutes, five minutes. <laughs> and take pictures of everything. Yeah. And I think I must have taken at least... Like, this isn't an exaggeration. Okay. I think it, w- it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say I took about 300 pictures. Wow. Uh, just of the ceremony. So you had to keep eating your power bars just to keep the energy up. <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> and, uh, that's why we, we, we kept being told to move along. And we didn't see a single famous person while, really? walking, while walking along because we were there very early. So anyway, we got into the place. And then for about maybe an hour or so, there was basically just finger food and sausages and... Uh, kind of fancy dancey stuff like that like shrimp you know oh like lovely lots of drinks going around can I just have a have a coke please have a glass of water and they were like ah sure no I <laughs> uh, know it was it was just totally weird and then um, they were like and we, we saw these open doors and we were like um, can, we, can we go in there to see what's, what's in there and they are like okay but there's going to be no flash photography and no food or no, fo- no photography at all and we were like okay okay what's in here we looked at it and it was the Oscar ceremony. Uh. And it was just... It was it was the whole place was just huge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was nobody in seats at that stage, but you could kind of see them doing, doing the last final checks of the thing. And it, it was... It was impossibly big, the yeah. whole thing. It was so huge. It was ginormous. And, like, if you fell, <laughs> you would keep going. And you would keep going. <laughs> and you'd just be like, what time is it now? <laughs> it, it, was, it was just it was so big. And, uh, and we were kind of trying to mill around, trying to see famous people. Be talking to people, and they'd be like, "Oh, I just saw, you know, a really famous person walking by." And you're just like, "Where? <laughs> just over there?" And you'd look over, there'd be nobody. <laughs> um, but then I, I actually got talking to the directors of Big Hero Six. Okay. Um, he was really, really nice. His name was Don, and um, and uh, I got talking to him for a good while, and uh, I got a picture with him, and I was like, oh, he, he was just, he was very, very cool. But anyway, and actually, the other there was two directors, and the other director was the guy. I'm sure you've all seen Frozen here. Uh, actually, you haven't. Oh, I know. Well, well, it's actually a very good film. Yeah, like, yeah. I love what people So my say. friend Mikey tells me. <laughs> <laughs> it's his favourite, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, there's this one really funny bit where um, the girl is trying to find like uh, some clean clothes because like basically her clothes are soaked because uh, it's like snowing. <laughs> it's frozen. Right. And uh, so she goes into the shop and there's man like, yoo-hoo, big summer blowout. <laughs> and that was actually the guy, one of the directors. On oh, the right. Okay. And, Did uh, you uh, drop any hints? <laughs> like, I can do acting. <laughs> I, I, act- I was like, you know, if you ever need a... You know, a 14-year-old boy, you know, um, an Irish lad, you know, from Lee 20... They were like, oh, that's our next movie. And I was like, ah. <laughs> can, um, you, are you good at, can you do American accent? Uh, no, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Not good. <laughs> um, cool, all right. So, when I get to the ceremony part... Um, yeah, what happens then? So, basically... Um, it was Neil Patrick Harris was the host? Neil Patrick Harris was the host. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, Barney Stinson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, basically... Oh, I was beside this lad and he was very, very nice and everything. And I was with him like when we were wandering around and everything. But he seemed to be so, so very lucky um, in who we got to meet. And he was American. And uh, 
And I, I was like standing beside him, you know, before the ceremony started. And he was only about a year younger than me or whatever. He was Sony's son. And uh, and uh, I was standing beside him and I was like, oh, have you seen the famous people yet? And he was like, oh, I just got a picture with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I've been standing beside you this whole time. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, oh, I was just talking to the directors of Big Hero 6. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then after the ceremony, basically, I hadn't seen... Because I was beside this guy. We were the last... These were like the last tickets that we had gotten. They were at the very, very top, the very, very back. And... Uh, which was perfectly fine for me because I had my glasses. You weren't complaining. <laughs> Thank God. Like... like, if I didn't have my glasses, I, could, I, I wouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> um, so I decided this, like, this guy was not very good English. He was from, like, Sound of Sea. And he was, like, from Luxembourg or something. And he was quite quiet. And... Uh, so anyway, and it started off... And it was just click 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 for like hours. Really. And the whole ceremony was really really well done. Yeah. It would want to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then when when the songs C category came along, we were kind of disappointed. Not because we didn't win or anything, but because before that, like you know, they had to show clips of all the movies nominated. Yeah. Well, they actually didn't show a clip for any of the movies nominated for the animation. Actually, yeah, I think when I was watching it, I think I thought I was like, what? "That was weird. Why didn't yeah, they?" Because it's a really good, it's a really good way of getting, um, it's a really good way of getting, um, like people to yeah to want to see it or to want to see yeah, it. Yeah. Like, it's really good publicity. Yeah. But um, they instead they like animated their own little kind of yeah like, two second clips of it. That's weird, isn't like, it? Like for How to Train Your Dragon Two was just a picture of a dragon and a boy. Like, yeah. And for Arwen, it was just a picture of a whale, and yeah. there are no whales in it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it, it was um, it was kind of like that, but anyway, and no, then a shame. so they went, you know, blah blah blah, blah and the winner is, and we're like, mm. and then it was it was uh, Big Hero Six, and Big Hero Six is a very good movie, and um, yeah. I, I I was obviously I was clapping for them and everything, but um, what's that like? Is that like you're you're putting on a face in case the camera pans to you and you're like, well, no, I, oh, the I, camera's I not up there, very, yeah, okay, very back. yeah, okay, but um, whereas Tom and Paul were like sitting beside all the A-listers, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, uh, so then the whole ceremony was over and I was still kind of in shock, you know, Lady Gaga has just done there. <laughs> and uh, it was just totally crazy. And then after that, um, I was talking to the boy again and uh, I was like, oh, did you see any famous people? Because he was down at the front. And he was like, oh, I just got a picture with John Legend. And I was like, uh, <laughs> he just won an Oscar. <laughs> Oscar winner, John Legend. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, but the guy was really nice and everything, but I ended up hating him after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But then, it was after the ceremony that I started seeing people. And okay. uh, I think I was going to the bathroom. Who was this by but TFIOF star um, Ansel Elgort. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, I didn't talk to him or anything. And then, um, as we were going down, I saw the boy from Boyhood. Oh, was, that's I cool. Didn't, I didn't actually get talking to him. And then as we were leaving, I saw this kind of tall man that kind of looked familiar. And his hair was slicked back. And, you know, I was kind of like... And everyone was kind of walking forward and, and walking past him. And I was like, guys, that's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and they were all walking by. And I was like, guys, stop, stop, stop. I have to get a picture with them. I have to get a picture with them. But of course, of course, the one time I see him, in the corner, two people in front of him, completely impossible to get at him. Yeah. What do I do? Take out the phone. I'm not. I don't want to ask him for a picture, so I pretend to take a selfie. <laughs> so, so I, I face I face with him with the camera, 
and I and I pressed the button. I'm like, yes, this is gonna happen. I can stop it. And then he looked away. Uh, <laughs> and Bradley, and how could you? And the camera on my phone isn't too great. Uh, and like I show it to people, I'm like, oh my god, I got the selfie with the coolest person ever. And they're like, who, who? <laughs> um, like Bradley Cooper. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> like, I hope so. And and then he was walking by, and I was like, I have to do this. Look at iPod. <laughs> Try and do the exact same thing. None of them. No. None of them. None of them. It was so annoying. Like uh, literally, he just went, and then I. Got and would you not say, Mr. Bradley? How's it going? He looked pretty. Really? Get out of here. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, but uh, I was, and uh, but anyway, and then Captain America walks by. Oh, uh, Chris. Chris Evans. Okay, I like, cool. I really have, I really wish that I could go back in time and just ask them just to stop for just two seconds yeah, to take yeah. a picture. But knowing me, there'd be something that I'd be like, I'd go to take the picture, and then suddenly. Twenty percent battery remaining. So <laughs> like, oh, I'll just be a second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. But it's it's a very exciting night anyway. Oh yeah, and then um, oh we got back to the hotel. Um, Will, who's the writer, he wasn't actually at the ceremony, but he was saying, "Oh, did you see um, oh what's her name? You know that that what's her name? You know the girl from Gone Girl. Uh, what's her name? Oh." Rosamund Pike and we were like what <laughs> what and he was like yeah she was just down there in our, in our hotel <laughs> and I had probably seen her but not realised who she was yeah. and he was saying oh yeah I was just um, I was just trying to get over to the hotel and uh, I was I was uh, crossing the road and uh, there was so much traffic and I was kind of worried and I kept pressing the button to make the the, red, the the so that I could walk across and yeah uh, and I was waiting for ages and it seemed like the button wasn't working or something. And then suddenly this beautiful woman woman with white hair and <laughs> like short white hair and an elegant dress just walks up. Instantly the traffic stops. Uh, and she just walks across the road. <laughs> and uh, I'm there trailing behind her going, thank you. <laughs> oh, Will is very funny. Yeah. But um, oh, it was actually so crazy. Yeah. The whole thing. So basically, that's it. <laughs> that's your Oscar story. That's my Oscar. Amazing, story. amazing. As I was saying earlier, Georgia actually does listen to podcasts, so she probably. Oh, does she? She might have heard your own before. I'm not sure, but we have only kind of started. This is our fourth, so it's yeah. it's not like international yet, but soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like podcasts, like are really taking off, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to take over from radio, but it is basically radio. You know, when you want to listen to it with people you want to listen to all the time, you know, exactly. it's, it's kind of great. Um, have you got into them yourself yet or? Uh, not really, as, as, I, as I was saying. Until now. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> um, if the listeners are hearing loads of noises now, it's, it's because David's lovely mother, Bernie, has brought us loads of food. <laughs> so we'll just be chomping on scones and, and drinking <laughs> tea like... for the rest of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Um, let's go straight from the Oscars to to school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it exciting. It's so similar. Yeah. <laughs> how 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 is that now? Is that um, obviously you're like a little bit famous now, right? Are you the most famous person in Leitrim? Don't know. <laughs> Who else? All is? five of us. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Who else is famous from Leitrim? Um, well, Charlie McGeskin um, won Eurovision uh, a few years ago. 
if that's the next person you're going to, then I think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Well, I, I I feel like I'm forgetting a lot of people. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably shouldn't put you on the spot like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure that there's more famous people in Leitrim. Really, I'm sure there's not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like going around? Is it like? Obviously, the first season was one thing, and then just, you know, as it, I assume as the seasons go on, it gets more and more viewers, and you become well and more and more well known and recognizable. Yeah, I suppose when we started off the filming, it was great because like nobody would ever really mm. recognize you, and then as we were doing the second series, it kind of it, it actually we were really really lucky in the fact that Sky actually trusted us. Like trusted Moonboy enough that they actually commissioned the second series before the first series was even out. Right, and that's very rare. To oh be yeah, yeah. And uh, so um, there was a few months where you know where it was kind of will they, won't they? You know, have a new series, Moonboy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so when we found out that they would have a second series, it was just, it was, it was just so so good. But yeah. Anyway, and uh, so as the second series we were filming it, the first. Series, first series was kind of coming out mm. and so I remember we were, we were shooting in Boyle when like the first few episodes had been out and um, and there was loads of people around the town like who probably would have recognised us in Boyle like because you know it's quite a small enough town yeah um, it's no Carry Gallon I mean <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway and uh and I remember there was like a few people coming up to me and asking me for my autograph, and I was like, "Mine." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and whose name would you like me to write? Uh, <laughs> my own name. <laughs> what? <laughs> I could do forgeries. <laughs> I, I remember the first, the first kind of um, taste of that was the Moonboy premiere, uh, which was also in Boyle. And uh, I remember beforehand just kind of milling about with everybody else because there was about five hundred people there, and uh, you know, kind of going around. They'd be like, "Oh, um, do you have a ticket to get to get you know the popcorn and stuff?" It's like, "No, but I have this green band." And they'd be like, "Whoa, uh, <laughs> whoa!" Like, Here, have your popcorn, sir. <laughs> Would you like anything else? It's like, uh, no. <laughs> and uh, you're still wearing the green band, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then uh, and then we went on stage, and we like we like talked about Mumbai and that, and then that was kind of when people started going, "Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then. Um, and then after that, there was loads of people coming up to me, like people that had just walked by you like 10 minutes beforehand, like suddenly coming up to you and want to be your best friend, you know. But um, it's it's totally mad, like, yeah. and, you know, you meet so many new new people just because, like, they might recognise you yeah. that. they walk up to you and say hello. Yeah, but then it can be awkward sometimes, you know, there are just uh, people who can be like, oh, well, you know, how are you, Dave? But I see you on the telly, and then they'd be like, oh, my God, you uh-huh. know. I'm so so sorry. Would you mind taking a picture? Yeah, 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 and then it's kind of awkward, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like, oh, it's you know, it's still kind of weird. And then seeing myself, like I remember starting secondary school, we had like national school. Like they were like, oh David, where were you? You were off a few weeks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, I was um, uh, I was away filming uh, this uh, thing guys called uh, Mumbai, and they were like, <laughs> no, really, where were you? Sick or something? It's like, no, no, I was, I was there. Uh, uh, shooting Sky One's newest uh, comedy, <laughs> and it's like, what's Sky One? <laughs> like that was when we were like fifth class or something. Like right. That. So yeah, they they didn't believe me until I came out on the telly. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? 
<laughs> so you actually you you were in primary school when you started, yeah. And now you're in secondary school. Now I'm in secondary school, so I'm in second year now. But um, and you're you must be like very well known in the school, obviously, and everything. Like, but like, do they treat you different? No, not really. To be honest, um, the first two weeks we would be actually filming the third series, so that was done done all during the summer holidays. So it actually just went into the first two weeks of secondary school, but uh, that was grand because I got to go to the first day of school. And then it was kind of awkward because, like, people had kind of already gone into their groups past that. But right. the only good thing was, like, out of the 20 people in my class in 5th and 6th class went, like, oh, I think, like, three went to a different school. Okay. So we all went into <laughs> that school. You knew everyone the same, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the school right here. It's, yeah, it's just down there. Literally it's a stone's throw. It's really nifty because you get to walk home for lunch and yeah, have yeah. hot paninis and tea. And, and get out of the bed at three minutes to nine in the oh, morning. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I can never understand why the people, literally, like if you kicked your football, it would land in their garden and mm. yet they go half an hour away to, you know, a nice... A different school. A different school, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know. But, um... Uh, and uh, anyway, so Ian is actually a year older than me. So when we were filming the the second series, I think he missed a lot of the first few weeks, like maybe a month of mm. school. And uh, so he, it was kind of awkward for him because a lot of his friends had gone to a different school and it was quite a big school and the transition had to be made a bit, you mm. know, past what everybody else had made their own clicks right. and stuff like that. And uh, but for me, it wasn't too bad when I was school. And it was there was kind of that thing, like the first year is always going and have their first day of school, and then the second, and then like then the second day, the second years and the third years come in as well, and then on the third day, uh, the whole school is back. Right. So um, there's that kind of slowly like going into it, but then um, I was kind of got gone for those few days. Then I was like thrown into it, and I we didn't have a timetable or anything, so just kind of find the classes and that. But. Uh, um, I remember like like people would come up to me and be like, "Are you Mumbai?" Uh-huh. I'd be like, uh, "Yeah," and they'd be like, "Sound," and they'd just walk away. <laughs> I was like, "God, this is easy." <laughs> and so like maybe after like a month or so, everyone was just used to yeah, kind of me, you know, kind of yeah, yeah. with that. Do you think the teachers go easy on you? Not really, no. no. <laughs> they go harder on you, probably. Yeah. Sometimes it's like just because they're famous doesn't mean you don't have to do your homework. <laughs> um, but like I don't know, like nobody nobody treats me any differently. Right. Honest. It's probably the cool thing about, about <laughs> Ireland, probably. Yeah, exactly. It might be different in the States, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Do you have uh, tutors on set or anything? Or do you have to? Do your teachers send you homework when um, you're on set or anything like that? Because I was missing a lot of time, you kind of had to have, and there was a good few children, like, mm. uh, on the set, you kind of had to have a teacher. So for the first and second series, I think it was on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, after work, <laughs> um, <laughs> and she would come over, and she was really, really nice, and... Uh, Although when when you're when you're after getting up at like seven o'clock, being in for half eight, and then working until five or six, the mm. last thing you want to do is fractions. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it was kind of it was very difficult to keep your eyes open. I can imagine. But, uh, mm. but uh, I don't know. It 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 wasn't it wasn't too bad. And uh, whereas the rest of them kind of got their homework off their friends, but <laughs> like my friends are pretty uh, like no phones or like. Oh yeah, I haven't had my, I used my phone in a year, so it's kind of stopped working. <laughs> and uh, but I, so I would just kind of get the homework every week off off the teacher. Right. Okay. So um, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, and do you like school? Is it alright? Uh ah yes, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It's uh, it's better than national school. I have to say, like in the sense that for national school, when I finally got out of sixth class, I was kind of going, thank 
God. Yeah. Because it seemed like we were doing the exact same thing every single day with no kind of change. Whereas in secondary school, you're kind of doing different things every day. Right. But then I can get a feel of turning into routine now. Like, you know, having different teachers, like in first year, that was the best thing ever. Mm. But now it's kind of turning into, because you have the teachers that you don't like and then you have yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah. every week. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of turning into... Kind of the same as I can see why people wouldn't want to do transition year or mm. you know try to get out of there as quickly as possible. But sure, for the minute, I'm only in second year. So You're in second year. Okay. It's, it's not. It's not too bad. Like. Um, and what subjects do you like? I like history. I like English. I like science. But it like like last year I had really good teachers, and then this year you kind of there's a few teachers that you like, and then you get the the other teachers. Are you going to name and shame them? Or are you going to listen to this? No, <laughs> I won't be doing that. <laughs> Um, cool. And is what's the big plan? Is it to is it to be an actor? Just say, like, look, it's probably not going to work out. Let's be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> obviously, it's already starting to work out, which is uh, you know, at w- what age did you you were successful at like eleven or something <laughs> ridiculous? <laughs> but just say if acting wasn't an option, right? Yeah. What? A lot of people always mention like, oh, Macaulay Culkin started when he was eleven. I'm just like, thank you, comparison. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin is fine. <laughs> If you make as much money as he made, you'll be all right. <laughs> what else would be an option, do you think? Um, Historian? <laughs> well, like, it doesn't even have to be in front of the camera. It can also be something behind the okay, camera. Okay, so you want to be in, in working in film or TV? I, I, it, like, I'm only, like, I'm not really certain of what I want to do, but I, right. I like that, when you have, when you have done something like that, mm. and, you know, it's 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 so much fun like mm. maybe maybe that is something that i'd like to do when i'm older but you know at the end of the day i'm only young i'm not really sure what i want to do but it definitely could be something along those lines because it is right so much fun and you know you hear those actors who are really successful as a kid and then you know they kind of grow up and then they don't do anything else mm. like um, like you ever see like the butcher boy like or and mm. uh, Cedric Hell's actually the, that guy is now like an athlete <laughs> the boy from which is like not a, bad a professional <laughs> like runner and like, cool <laughs> yeah so, but there uh, are also loads that are you know young actors and then go yeah. on and do you know become bigger actors or do other things and move behind the camera exactly yeah um so yeah it's interesting but at the moment anyway acting seems to be the way acting does but like then at the same time there are, there is like other things like um that I do have an interest in, like, uh, that I'd kind of like to, I don't know, go forward with. But at the end of the day, I'm not really sure what I'm go- what right. I'm going to do. But I definitely like to do something either in front or behind the camera. Okay. Maybe. So you might maybe if if you decide to go to college, you might do film studies or. Um, oh, I think I'm, I'm going to go to drama. college. That's kind of um, like uh, the money to for Moonboy is kind of going towards. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. College and that. Cool. Okay. Um, but at the same time, you could keep. Like you could maybe I don't know. Mumbai might get a fourth series. You might get something else. Maybe college won't be an option because you'll be way too famous. So. Uh, no, I, I, I think I definitely like to do like. College. You want to go to college? Like, yeah. You know, you okay. hear about these these auditions, like and like sometimes I kind of go for it, but you'd always ask, you know, how long will the filming take? Because mm. if like second year, if I did miss like maybe a month or two of school, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But mm. let's say in third year, I wouldn't mm. be doing anything. Right. Transition year. We'll spend a whole year to whatever, like, yeah, yeah. Whereas, and then fifth year, you know, you kind of want to be starting to kind of yeah, yeah. knuckle down. Yeah. Sixth year, you'd, <laughs> right, okay. You can't, you're not allowed to leave the house, you're studying so much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you, you do some theater as well? You do, you've been doing this since you were four, is that right? Oh, the drama, um, 
the actual story of when I started, like I can't remember or anything. It's I don't think I was four. I might have been older. Yeah, I may have looked at your Wikipedia page, which may oh which God. may be lying. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Apparently, I have a sister called Ashton. <laughs> is that right? Is it? Yes. I must have missed that bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no. Um, yeah, um, I would have been about, I don't know, like seven or something. Okay. Was, like speech and drama for a good while. And uh, and that was that was good fun. But like, I think last year I went into the the kind of older group of drama. And it was really good fun. And, okay. Um, uh, like a few of my friends were doing it we did plays and stuff like that but now I'm kind of in the older group and uh, our drama teacher is very good and <laughs> I can't be saying anything bad about anyone <laughs> um, I know we're doing a play I think in November or something uh, what play is it? oh god we haven't really decided on that but our drama teacher is uh, writing that and <laughs> it's very good <laughs> okay <laughs> cool <laughs> um, and so there's a certain number of people in the group probably and you all go for a certain part or do they you just pick it or um do you have to be the star is that how it works no no, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what i'm playing on. like it's it's really long like that we've done other plays like last year we, we did a play called just do the other lens and the year before we did another one and uh just like just trying to like just you kind of go pick whatever part you wanted and um uh, I think Don't Shoot the Messenger, I had kind of like a slightly bigger part. And then for whereas he was one, I think I only had two lines. Like I'm just one of the actors there because like, like this is quite a, a big, you know, acting town like in that. Uh, it's, there's a big tradition of it. Okay. And um, they actually, the Carrie Gallon players, I think they're called, um, the Cormill group uh, actually won uh, the All-Ireland, uh, I think was it last year for their play called The Devil's Cayley. Oh, and cool. it was absolutely brilliant that was for the amateur cool. group which is huge like it's one of maybe two or three times before that right. but um it's it's still like that day like everyone went out and had a big celebration in the town and it's really nice because we're only a very small town mm. like uh i noticed the usual uh two shops six pubs you know? <laughs> <laughs> the usual small Irish town mm. um and do you prefer then the television work or the stage work uh, I think there's something quite nice about uh, television work, yeah. but uh, stage stage is quite nice. Although I uh, there's something quite kind of slightly unnatural about the whole you know stage whispering thing, like you know like um, hello, can everyone hear me? You know uh, that yeah. kind of thing. And uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I I do really like it. Whereas you know when you're filming, there's somebody over you with the big mm-hmm. boom, and somebody you have a little mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of just talk, talk more normally, normally, and yeah. sometimes that kind of makes it easier. Whereas on the stage. And you always have to be facing the audience. You have audience. to project and everything, yeah. And uh, I suppose when you're filming, you know, you have to kind of be facing the camera and stuff like that. But I uh, suppose. But I suppose <laughs> it's really just a bit more natural. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what about doing the the voiceover for the animation? Was that, that completely was, different? That was brilliant fun. That was... Um, How long that does that really, take? Like, it's only taken about five days, maybe. Right, okay. Like, just of, just of uh, doing the different things like that. Um, but then it's kind of difficult because there's the Walla, which is basically... The bits, that's what they call it. It's like the bits in between, like, like let's say he's walking up the stairs, you know, duh, 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 or yeah. like he's falling down the stairs, oh! yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, those yeah. kind of little little bits that you have to do in between. And uh, there's quite a lot in the sea, so there's a bit of me. <gasps> right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're doing that, do you, are you just doing the, the noises, or yeah. do you actually have water in your mouth? Blah, blah, blah. I think there was some stage where I was kind of drowning and <laughs> water in my mouth, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, That'd be really funny to see. It, it actually is. And then there'd be scenes where um, 
where you know you're you're it's quite emotional and you'd kind of be you know sitting down and why why do you, why why must you leave me and yeah. then there's kind of the scenes where you're running and you're out of breath so they'd ask me to actually run around the studio and yeah, okay like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and um that's cool it's yeah it's 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 quite weird and um then the only bit that I found was quite odd is because when you're acting, you kind of like even though you're speaking, you're you, there's a bit of you that wants to kind of move and kind of like oh look over there, yeah. you know, and uh, I'm pointing, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and whereas that can like rustle everything because it's you're standing very close to the mic, and uh, they can hear like everything, mm. so like you have to stand quite still, and uh, so sometimes you could be like. Yes, and now, <laughs> so you kind of try and have to kind of get yourself to kind of be more natural right. when you're doing it. Like okay. I'm doing it now, like I'm moving my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so, so if if more of that work came along, you would definitely welcome. Oh it. yeah, and just I I was kind of I was so lucky that um that I got that because <laughs> there was I had to do a little bit of singing in it, and my singing voice is. Non-existent. <laughs> it's not very good at all. Um, so when uh, they asked me to prepare something for the audition, you know, I kind of said, "Right, you know, I really like this part. I'll need to think of something original. I'll need to th- think of something that'll just blow them away." I think I did "Twinkle Twinkle." Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a classic. They were blown away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. Um, cool and and so where do you see these where do you see these scripts does does an agent bring them to you or um, is there like scripts.com where you're looking for new work or I think I think it's just um, I, I got an agent a few, a few years ago and that sounds like I remember when I started to move away and there were people saying oh yeah my agents found out about it and I'd be going oh <laughs> and now I have one I'm like yeah. oh right <laughs> and like it sounds so weird like do you have an agent and I just want to go no because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it just kind of sounds that little bit more like professional <laughs> um also on your um dubious wikipedia page um <laughs> it has uh actually i've seen it a couple of places your the things you're interested in or whatever. oh right sure. what were you want to say oh i i did this short film uh, i've been a sweeper a few years ago um well yeah what about maybe last year or something right and that was really good it was like a college okay. students um it was for uh what was, what was the college um DCU or something like that. DCU? Oh, no. DIT. DIT. Okay. Um, And uh, they were like, uh, they were like, oh, would you help us out with this thing? It'll only, you don't even have any lines in it. It's just, uh, uh, just, uh, I've Been a Sweeper is basically about um, this professional sweeper, the only one in Ireland, and his last day alive. And uh, basically his, basically his whole life and, you know, as a sweeper. And uh, I play, and I think, and uh, I play him when he's younger. And it's like the first day he picks up a brush, and uh, I it's, it's very short, very short. It's only like twelve twelve minutes long, and uh, the whole filming only took about three hours. But it was just it was really really nice because everyone was in really good mood because it was the last day of filming, and uh, it was really quite interesting. And it, it ended up really 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 beautiful. The Ooh. whole um, the whole thing and uh, sorry I thought that was what you were going to say oh no it's called I've Been a Sweeper yeah alright I must try and find it somewhere so. cool uh, no I was going to talk to you about your uh, your hobbies or as listed so it says like reading swimming uh, what does it say karate piano yeah <laughs> I 
may not look it, but yeah. I'm actually a brown belt in crashes. Oh, right. Brown. Okay, so it's, you start white, right? And then yeah. yellow, orange? Uh, it's white, uh, white belt, yellow tip. Okay. And then yellow belt, and then orange, green, blue, brown, and then black. Oh, right. So you're, oh, right. You're one of the black belts. I've been there for a good, good while. Okay. You know? But it's it, like, there's not like... Like, you know, you come home and you're black and blue or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of, there's these things called kashas, which is basically like, kind of, attack, kind of, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's like 10 steps of punches and kicks and you're kind exactly, of, yeah, Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, So you kind of, yeah, so basically it's kind of like, you have to do those, yeah. you know, perfectly. Yeah. And then uh, there's the sparring, which is really good fun as well, where you yeah. basically just, um, it's, there's no contact, but like yeah. when you're against somebody your own age, you can get and your friend, like basically you can yeah. give you can you give know, them a little bit of a dig. You gotta give them <laughs> a few digs and that. And uh, I was wearing watches, so I had to kind of like take my watch. It's it's really good fun. I have to say. Cool. And, um, Is there a kung fu movie in your future? No. <laughs> well, uh, I can't really do the whole uh, you know kicking into <laughs> the splits and stuff like that. Oh, well, you can learn. <laughs> you can get that. When you're a black belt, you'll have all that stuff, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you play piano and drums? Um, I actually stopped playing the piano because mm. um, it became too difficult, you know. Oh, yes, that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, There's 72 keys. <laughs> it's, um, well, I actually, I, really, I did enjoy playing the piano. And, did uh, you do grades and stuff? I did grades. I was grade three, I think. All right. But, um, no, it just, it just became, it got quite, there was quite a lot of... Um, practicing and stuff like that and the pieces are quite classical they'd be doing like you couldn't really whereas my sister she's grade eight she loves it or grade seven where she's going for grade eight but uh she like plays like all of these like she finds the song and then she gets it on the internet and then she like plays it <laughs> and uh just really really nice stuff like but you can only really do that once you've gotten like just so many grades yeah and she started like when she was like eight right and she's like 17 now so you know, she can play all these different yeah, things. Yeah. Whereas I was kind of like... Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> so then you just decided to start banging drums instead, was it? Yeah, actually, I haven't gotten back to the drums. I'm so annoyed because um, my my drum teacher, uh, he only just lived down the road. But then um, with college, it kind of got awkward for him to kind of uh, do it. And then I was away from Moonboy and then I just never got back to it. Mm. But I really did enjoy playing the drums and I really want to get back to it. Mm. Um the drums are quite fun instrument to play. Like, yeah. I'm not exactly like the guy in Whiplash, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe you can maybe there'll be a Whiplash prequel and you can go back. <laughs> yeah, actually, my sister was having the other day. She was playing the piano and she got a cut and there was loads of blood. Was like, um, <laughs> and she kept playing. Yeah, it was like she was like I had a Whiplash moment earlier, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and she had a big plaster on. I was like Ashton, what happened? <laughs> and uh, she was like lifting back the thing. And I was like, oh my god, do I even want to see this? And then she pulled it back, literally like. Even smaller than a paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> How did you cut yourself yeah, while she, playing the piano? She's a real pro. She's a real pro. Um, That's commitment. <laughs> and uh, and reading, you you read a lot. Oh, I love reading. Um, what, what do you what do you read? Oh God, um, what am I reading? I I bought a load of books the other day. What is it? Is there a bookshop here? Well, there's a library. Okay. Like most rural towns. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I like. I have a big bookcase that oh, goes cool. like along the along my room, like a, 
and I just I love I love like I have a Kindle and everything, but like I love the feel of a book and yeah. putting it in your thing and then having all your books. Yeah, and the exact same as that. Yeah, yeah and uh, my sister is also a huge big reader, and I always have my books like that. I would have them in order, and like they would have they would I would have them like in um. Like oh this is the first book in that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going along, and, you know. and then did you do alphabetical by author? Or? Uh, no, well, <laughs> not like that. It's not that big. But then well, my do. sister <laughs> just has some the big one, the big one because she's kind of small, uh, and then the big ones at the bottom. And yeah, as you work, work right. your way up. So you, you like if you try to take one from the bottom, <laughs> you know it would all just fall down on you. And uh, she calls them the twin towers, <laughs> and uh, I'm like oh, <laughs> and uh, I call mine either the whale or the shark. <laughs> Beautiful. Quite threatening, and uh-huh. you're also majestic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've never named my collection of books in, a, in such a way. I'm quite competitive. Yeah. Ashley is just like, um, oh, David, your bookcase coming well. Oh, thank you, Ashley. <laughs> you know, yours is very bad. <laughs> Mine much larger than yours. <laughs> um, so, what's your favourite book? Oh, a very oh, difficult question. It's very difficult. I have to say now. Uh, actually, when I did the I've been a sweeper thing, like, because it was like college, like. The fella, the director, Mark, just um, kind of stepped out for a little bit and uh, he came back because he knew that I was a big reader. And uh, he was telling me that his friend who lived uh, in L.A. lived with this girl called Shelley. And uh, so anyway, and Shelley was this, you know, actress and she was she wasn't really she was doing all right and everything like that. And, uh, you know, anyway, and then I. Uh, one day, I think it might have been his sister actually or something. But anyway, and uh, so they were living together. And uh, so anyway, this girl Shelley goes, "Oh, you know, do you want to come over to this um this premiere that I'm I'm doing? You know, uh, it it'll be a bit of crack." And she, and she, you know, she wasn't really sure if her movies were any good or anything. She was like, "Oh no, sorry, I'm actually going home to Ireland." And uh, she was like, "All right, that's grand." And then uh, she comes back like the next week, and she's like. You didn't tell me, Shailene Woodley, that you were in The Descendants with George Clooney. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, like, George Clooney oh, she's was there. That girl. And, uh, so anyway, and that was, she's a girl from The Falls of Our Stars. And I was saying that, okay. um, that I hadn't read it yet, and I was kind of embarrassed, wanted to read and everything. And he was like, all right, you know, that's, that's, that's grand. And they ended up buying it for me. Uh, and I was so glad, because I didn't want to go to a shop and buy it myself. But yeah. it's actually a brilliant yeah, book. Yeah, I haven't like, read that, but it's supposed to be brilliant. Oh, it, it is. And, like, you know, like people would say, oh, you know, you know, that's kind of stuff, you know. But it's actually, it's, it's really, really beautifully written. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sad, is it? It's very sad, yeah. But I, I, I actually never, have never cried at a book or a film or anything like that. No, um, neither have I, actually. It's, it's just kind of like a, a thing, like, I'd just be like, oh, the boys try pyjamas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. And you can, you know, you can have all your emotions, but they don't have to... Fall out of your face, I suppose. That's, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's quite good. So you write that down. It's, <laughs> yes, quite a poetic way to describe crying. <laughs> <laughs> falling out of your face. Motion falling out of <laughs> um, Cool, all right. The so, book thief as well. Oh, yeah, that's that's actually been on my list for a while. Really? And oh. I see it everywhere. I always see it, like, on shelves or popping up in places. It's supposed Listen, to be really good. Buy it. Okay. Okay. Done. I'm like, on it. Before you think about it, just buy it. Okay. Because. I highly recommend it. It's, like, I remember when I bought it. I think I got it for my birthday and I kind of had it on my shelf and I was kind of like, oh, you know, this is quite good, but it's quite weird. It's narrated by death. Okay. And it's set in... in He's actually on the cover. Nazi Germany right. uh, during the Second World War and uh, the main character is a girl. And it's just... 
It's absolutely amazing. It really is just such a beautiful book. Okay. And I got my sister to read it and she loved it. And I only recently just got it back from my mom yeah. who had the similar thing of like not really, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, oh, flicking through it. And then yeah, yeah. And then got into it. It yeah. became, it became huge. Like she right. couldn't wait to finish it. Okay. And, uh, but if you, if you are going to finish it, you're going to want to finish it at home. But where she finished it on like Lewis. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, uh, you'd want to be at home. So you kind of go, Ooh, that was quite sad. <laughs> um, but it, and don't watch the film. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I saw. I remember the film came out. Actually, it didn't look great. No. Uh, like don't, don't. My mum watched the film before she read the book. Yeah. And uh, no, if there's a book I want to read, I'll never watch the film first. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the best thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, there's this book called um, "A Monster Calls" by Patrick Ness. Now, not many, not many people have heard of it, but it's, it's just I, I really, really loved it. It okay. was um, very original. Um, uh, is based, it's, a, it's a young adult book and it's like it's about this boy and his mother has uh, serious cancer and uh, you know and he's kind of living with that and he has this nightmare every night but it never tells you what the nightmare is and uh, and then one day this uh, monster in the shape of a of a big yew tree comes and and he knocks on his door and he's ginormous and he says you know Connor I'm going to tell you three stories. And after I've told you these three stories, I want you to tell me one, the nightmare you're having. And uh, and it's and, and he tells him these three different stories and he comes on different nights. And all the time, the, the boy, Connor, is kind of going, well, you know, what's, what's going on? You know, like, is he real? Like, because like, every time he left, there'd only be a small, like, thing on his bed you know like he found like a leaf or something yeah. and uh, the next night he finds a small tree and the next night he finds it's covered in pine cones and um it's this really really beautiful book i definitely recommend it to anybody and uh and it's quite sad as well okay <laughs> um so but you it, like the sad books <laughs> I, well, it kind of sounds like i do but i also yeah. have a lot because it's kind of the sadder books that kind of stay in your memory a lot more yeah, yeah. there's a lot of books like, uh, I love Skullduggery Pleasant books. Do you okay. them? I haven't read them, but uh, yeah, well, I'm aware of them, obviously. They're kind of uh, more teenage, but um, yeah. they're very, very good. They're, yeah. uh, they're by an Irish guy called Derek Lanty, yeah. who I kind of got, like, obsessed with his books. Like, right, um, okay. Me and Ian, like, who plays Bork in the show, he was like, uh, I introduced him to it, and then, like, he, like, opened the first page, and he was like, ooh, <laughs> I do like this. <laughs> and, uh, and they're just really, really good books. Like, when you try to explain it to somebody, it's like you'd have to read them all like if you wanted to kind of know what happens yeah and uh, it's about like a skeleton detective yeah yeah and uh, his teenage psychic who's like this badass you know um and the, and there's like magic and stuff in it and uh, but they're just very very good and uh, have like a load of signed books of uh, of his and uh, and I met him a few times and uh, he's very um he's very joke arrogant like right. um He's like, oh yes, uh, I'm the, I may be the greatest author that ever lived. Yeah. TM, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, like the the, the th- like about the author at the beginning is always so funny. Like, um, like uh, it's like uh, Derek Landy uh, invented the television in 1989, just in time for Airwolf to start, <laughs> and uh, uh, a pathological liar. Um, he gets male models to go to go to his uh, to go to his signing events. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, he's just he's absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, there's loads of those books now, isn't there? It's yeah, there's be... there's nine of them. Yeah. and then there's one full of short stories, and then there's one that's like a novella from it, and they're just all brilliant. Cool, great. 
I could start. I could talk about books all day, but you probably want to get on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I could talk about books all day as well. Um, what kind of books would you be reading? Um, oh, what kind of books would I be reading? What am I reading at the moment? Uh, I'm reading the New York trilogy by Paul Auster. The New York. New York trilogy. Yeah. Um, I'm only a few. I'm only a few chapters in, but it's it's interesting so far. Uh, it's one of those books that you're, I think, supposed to have read. So I'm reading it. I've never heard that. Yeah, um, I'll I'll let you know when I'm finished if if you should read it. Uh, apparently, people say you're supposed to read it. So I'm I'm just after finishing all of Dan Brown's books, like uh, oh right, like uh, Angels and Demons. Yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. Da Vinci Code, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, haven't read any of those either. Yeah, yeah. Inferno, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've, I've seen the films but I haven't read those books oh no. I, I did like the films uh, uh, yeah, I, I watched I, Da Vinci Code and it seemed not dark in the normal sense as in like dark but as in actually dark like I couldn't see okay. what was going on yeah, in, yeah. The, in the scene that's like. a fair criticism I think um, but the books are kind of written like films aren't they they're almost like yeah they kind of are but mm. um, there's lots of like languages in them so like yeah. sometimes it's quite uh, difficult but Angels and Demons start off with that one right. it'll blow you away like like i really wish you hadn't read the you hadn't watched the films because mm-hmm. then you wouldn't really know what's happened but like, yeah, i suppose they weren't really too high on my list to read yeah no but really they really are so much better like i only yeah. saw the vintage gold and i was kind of like it kind of like as if they were just kind of getting through it like yeah yeah, like, yeah. and to be honest i didn't really love tom hanks in that maybe that was just uh, how do you make Tom Hanks unlikable? It's amazing, isn't it? I know, I know. He's he's uh, everything else I've seen him in. Yeah, he's so great in everything. Yeah. And then just kind of in that, I was kind of like, oh. Yeah, probably shouldn't sit here and talk about books all day, but yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. Well, thanks for thanks very much for inviting us into your house. Oh, thanks uh, very much for having me on your radio or yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to your to your mother for the scones and the tea and the fire and all the hospitality. Gosh, it's great. Okay, well, thanks very much. Thank you. So that was episode four of the Headstuff podcast with David Rawl. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, I did um, because uh, because Bernie Rawl was there. She kept bringing us tea and scones. Um, Shane is still here. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure you even have Should a lot I to act say. As if I'd heard, I've heard the interview. Yeah, yes. Yes. That was really that good. Was really good. It's going to be difficult now, but uh, do you like? Did you like it? Yeah, sure, you can cut that out. Can you? No, we'll just leave it. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, he's he's pretty interesting, isn't he's really, he? Yeah, he's a very interesting guy, and and you're really coming along as an interviewer. Oh, thank you, Shane. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. So, um, thanks very much to David for coming on. Thanks to um, Bernie for the um, wonderful hospitality. Um, thanks to Adam Brennan, the producer. Thanks. Uh, thanks always to Matt for all the help with everything, and um, to Johnny and Mikey. Uh, thanks to Video Blue for the theme tune. You, what do you think of the theme tune? I like the theme tune. You like the theme tune? And I have heard it. Yes, you have. <laughs> you've heard that. Um, thanks very much to Shane Langan for being here for uh, the intro and for the outro um, and for listening to it and being so supportive. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I suppose do all the stuff where you subscribe and rate us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. Uh, you'll find us by putting in the Headstuff podcast. And the website is headstuff.org and you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and everything else oh and if you want to give us money we need some of that we drove to Leitrim for this um, so we're out of pocket <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with us at hello at headstuff.org uh, thanks very much we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs>